I think this episode was made for Emily. Oh my gosh. I have a lot of thoughts. Governmental conspiracies. Oh, yeah. Are you an alien conspiracy nut? I just like conspiracies. I was telling Emery the other day, I really don't think the moon landing happened when it was said to have happened. I think it happened Mm. later. And I was like, that's my most off-the-wall one. Is it, though? That's a pretty common feeling, I think. I think it was off the wall one for me. Yeah, a lot mm. of people don't think it is. Like they think yeah. like Stanley Kubrick like stays. Yeah, there. man. When I tell people about it, they're like the moon, and I'm like, it's feasible. <laughs> Welcome to Watch Out with Helen Hall Library, a deep dive into classics, hidden gems, and new favorites all found in your library stacks. Hi, I'm Emery. I'm Emily. And I'm Meredith. And in today's episode, we're celebrating Black History Month with two of our most recently released films to date. The genre mashup, Nope, from 2022, and the historical drama, Judas and the Black Messiah, from 2021. Nope, from 2022, directed by the king himself, Jordan Peele, Mm -hmm. starring Daniel Kaluuya, Kiki Palmer, Stephen Yun, Michael Wincott, and Keith David. A family of Hollywood horse trainers outside of LA discover strange occurrences happening on and around their land after their father is killed by loose shrapnel from an airplane? Uh, a, a UFO? A UAP? A UAP? We don't know. So soon, OJ and Emerald set out to catch whatever is causing the blackouts and monetize it to save their farm. Very, I don't know, very Spielbergian. Mm. Yeah. Very throwback to Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Very much. Yes, very much. Jaws, but in the sky. I like that. Yeah. I saw this in theaters. It was mm. so good on the big screen. It was amazing. I've seen all of Jordan Peele's like directorial efforts in the theaters, and they're all just like, oh my god! And it's so much fun to like watch with, like a huge audience. It feels like he is a huge movie nerd, like a huge oh yeah, like a film nerd. nerd yes. Yeah, like loves film. Yeah, but there's like I feel like there's so many references, mm. to especially a, yeah. like the first moving picture yes. being a repetitive yes. theme, and, like Edward. Bridge and mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, his dad, his dad on the horse. I just kept thinking, Shane, come back, Shane. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is a western. And yeah, yeah. They're they're black cowboys, mm-hmm. like which I think is awesome. Yeah, because that's like one fourth of all cowboys. Not your John Wayne western. Well, no. I was about to, like Daniel Kaluuya is kind of basically John, John Wayne. Wayne. Oh. He's like the quiet stoic. Yeah, like at the much end, much more Clint Eastwood in my mind. Okay. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of brooding. Yeah, and like at the end, he's like framed by like the arch, yes. and like on the horse, mm. and like the dust like rolls away, and he's buying he's the lone cowboy. Yes, mm. yeah. I think Jordan Peele is so good at like revealing things with the camera. Mm-hmm. You don't even know it's like you don't even know you're being guided towards a reveal mm-hmm. until it like happens, and then you're just like, whoa. Uh. Like, and he reminds me of Kubrick in, like, that the he doesn't cut as much. Mm-hmm. And he has, like, the longer, more flowing yes. scenes. And, like, there's the scene when Keith David's on the horse. Mm-hmm. And, like, stuff has started to fall. And you you see 
Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya is blocking Keith David on the horse. Mm-hmm. Things are falling. Then he's like, like, oh, dad. Oh. And it like literally the camera just slowly Me. starts to, to reveal mm-hmm. Keith David. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, what's he looking at? And then he like slumps over. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then you're like, oh, and you just, it just takes you there. And you're mm-hmm. not, I don't know. I just, yeah, I think. There are some just really impeccable shots. Mm-hmm. I thought so. Yeah. Like who can make, who can make dancing balloon people as beautiful? Yes. Or as ominous. Yeah, yes. I, I was going to say as menacing. Mm. I think this is a really good example of like CGI being used to augment your film mm. and make your film better, but to not rely on it or have the whole film be like green screen. Like, yeah. like the alien obviously has to be CGI. I don't, I have a bone to pick with him. Okay. Don't show me. Too oh, much showing. Okay. You didn't Too want much showing. to see the alien. No. You didn't want I feel to like see it's more... esophagus. I thought it looked like people. a man of war. Like in the sky. Mm. No, I, no. I, I thought it looked not. like a cowboy hat. Oh. It looks like Stephen Yeun's cowboy hat. Yeah. I thought it looked like a uterus. Oh. <laughs> like when he like unfurls. Yes, at yeah. the end. Well, oh, is, she a, is it a he or a she? It she, seemed very feminine to me. Yeah, she, she's very <laughs> furled. She's very feminine. It feels very uterine to me. But no, I don't... Um, Like the moment that people are sucked up and you see them inside. Yeah, and they're like... Ah! That's like the only part that I want to see of that creature. I don't okay. want to see it. I don't want to see it in the like. I feel like it's more frightening. I feel like it's more menacing. And there's so much about the gaze and looking and capturing with vision mm-hmm. about this. Don't show me. If they're gonna get destroyed by looking at this creature, mm-hmm. what are you telling the viewer of the audience that we can just inspect this creature? I would have preferred more that we only catch glimpses of this creature in a secondary transfer. Like we're only seeing it from the pictures of the in the wishing well. Oh. We're only seeing it through the reflection through whatever it can be captured. Oh, like only through it. the spy camera. Yes, or only through um, like you're looking at DP. an eclipse. Well, yeah, like how you can't look at it, or that's yeah. when it'll attack. Exactly. You, so you're just having to look. I feel like that was a. I feel like it was a misstep. Okay. So it should have been, there's a mirror on your bike and you just kind of like see it see go it, by yeah. Yes. Or it's okay. like you feel, just like him, like you feel the presence. Mm-hmm. Because so much of this movie, I feel like it would even be more effective in terms of the tension of so much of this movie only being able to see shadow. Like like shadow on the ground. Yes. The vast desert. Yes. The effects mm-hmm. that it has on the environment around it. Okay. That's a good critique. Yeah. Because I just feel like it would be I'm fine with like the 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 walls and like the stress because that is so um because it cuts from like them running to like them being inside this creature yeah right and I'm like at first I was like but then seeing more of the creature I was just like no you could have you could have just stopped Mm. it there um because then like you have no idea what what the dimensions or the boundaries of the yeah now I'm thinking of like the ball they exactly Mm -hmm. like horse off exactly like, they all have those and then they're all just having to like yes yeah. I feel like that would have been like you could still utilize right. the CG you could still utilize mm-hmm. and there's parts of it like it as it's floating that it's like well frightening and beautiful or whatever like you could still use some of those effects but I feel like in a way that's like is that a ima- is that my imagination because I'm only seeing a reflection mm-hmm. of it you know what I mean mm-hmm. And then it feels even more like it could be something that you are constructing yourself 
and you're only seeing it like the you know there's that kids book they all saw a cat it's all these different creatures seeing a cat but because of their actual like vision and mm-hmm. abilities they see and sense the cat mm-hmm. in a different way so at the very end you see this piece together cat that's all these different things you would have this creature that's like pieced together from all these different people's experiences wow. of this creature I need to talk to Jordan Peele that's all I understand <laughs> yeah, <he didn't> <laughs> I know. why not why not I have to watch it again yeah I will watch it again yeah I think it warrants multiple rewatches yeah um, I think my favorite part is like the fake out in the barn when the kids have the alien oh my gosh yeah in theaters when you like see like the alien slash kid like standing at the end I literally was like oh my god he's going there he's like going full alien yes like in the barn yeah like I was like God, he's doing it like, uh, and then it's just like a kid. I love like when like a kid gets punched in the face, like no. a kid's like a jerk, <laughs> and get, like amazing. But yeah, I love that. And then I don't know, like because I feel like at some time, at some point, we've talked about like Gordy, mm. but like the alien heads look like the film, the cameras from the Gordy television set. Oh, like yeah. the old Panavision. Yeah. Okay, where yeah. it's like shaped and then there's yeah. like the two holes. Yeah. The alien heads look like the Panavision And it looks like cameras. the TMZ writer's helmet, I think. Ooh, Ooh yes. Yeah, so the it's one like eye. cameras are the aliens. So I have like a like, big theory okay. about all of this. Okay. Oh, okay. okay I want to hear it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it starts off with the Bible verse Nahum yes. 3.6 and yes. that says cast abominable filth upon on you make you vile and make you a spectacle and i felt like this whole movie was about like voyeurism and mm-hmm. spectatorship and like mm-hmm. hollywood like sucking you up and mm-hmm. spitting you out as soon as you're done and like mm-hmm. a lot of that so i thought like you could see it like the dad lost an eye because it was mm-hmm. like this voyeurism mm-hmm. and they talk about like and with money. money with money yeah. yes and it talks about like Gordy and Jupiter's claim, and that's just like cash grabbing. Yeah, and, like, he's using his own trauma to like. Yeah. He knows the only thing he can capitalize on is his trauma. And I think that like talks mm. a lot about like Hollywood is like mm. you'll capitalize on like horrible stories. Mm. I put people love horrific events like Manson, Princess Diana, yes. mm. John Lennon. Like you love. And I'm guilty of that mm. for yeah. sure. But there's this quote, and it says, "Those who regularly make a spectacle of pain for gain," mm. and I feel like. That's what this whole, like, Jupiter claim guy did. So I thought about that. And then, like, when they talk about Gordy, like, that was a whole, like exploitative voyeurism thing of the chimp and mm-hmm. then they talk about the SNL skit which is like making fun of someone's pain and like mm-hmm. a tragedy mm-hmm. and then they mention like Siegfried and Roy which mm-hmm. is another exploitative mm-hmm. kind of thing so I felt like it was like pointing all these arrows to like Hollywood and spectatorship and the exploitation mm-hmm. of this and, and then the irony of it coming from a movie you're watching mm-hmm. <laughs> that's like exploiting a situation mm-hmm. this is my overall thought spectatorship is predatory in way to not fall victim to it is to not look at it to not Mm. be attracted to not consume it yes so like the tmz guy is an exploiter Mm. the horse people are exploiting their horses in hollywood Mm. like that's how i like saw all of this Mm. and um when i looked up but they they seem to care about those horses i'm sure siegfried and roy care about their tigers but they like still exploited them right yeah but oj has respect for the creatures that's true oj does but not the film people no and he relates to his horses more than he can to people. Yeah. Like, he can barely, like, talk to people. I mean, you can tell how 
uninterested he was in the business mm, until yeah. like his sister comes in and does mm-hmm. like the whole spiel. Well, she has to be the she has to be the song and dance man, right? Yeah, yes. going to be able to interact with yeah. those people yeah. or want to. Yeah, and like Jupe is like he's exploiting himself. Yes, and his trauma. Yes, his like family too. Yes, he also like the moment you realize, oh my god, he's been feeding the horses to the aliens. Yes, OJ is never gonna get Get those back. Yeah, like yeah, he's just feeding horses. That was another thought I thought was interesting is like how he called the alien the viewer mm-hmm. and it's like the aliens not like we are the viewer right the viewing is the mm. predator like predation well and, um, it's a predator I mean yeah but I just mean like metaphorically Ooh, like yeah. we are the viewers yeah like he like yeah like he's literally trying to cultivate an audience to watch a horse, horse get fed to an alien yes I think that also like won't traumatize the people right the right but they will go home and tell everyone but it's like people yes. paying to go on like serial killer tours yeah, and stuff yeah. like you're paying to experience I've this. been to the house where OJ Simpson killed yeah, um, yeah. I've been to Nicole Brownson's house oh, sorry. Yeah. I went to JonBenet Ramsey's house oh. see people love yeah, I love yeah. dark tourism yes I love it guilty of it's it it's a whole industry yeah. I am too yeah me too but um, Jordan Peele's calling us out of like the irony within the movie of like trying to capture like video or picture of this predator Mm -hmm. and sell it back to the media when I feel like the movie's trying to call out spectatorship being the predators so it was like Mm -hmm. all this irony and we're thinking about this from a movie and I like like, they're like we'll use this money and it'll like save save our farm farm. which was very hallmark for me (laughs) save the farm yeah yeah but I liked it but it's also like the I guess in that way it's also like what people will do for survival yeah like what like he was selling his trauma to like Mm, this like leads into the director the light it'll be perfect and trying to grab this like perfect Mm, shot and that was like to his detriment yeah it made me think about those people like in 2015 with the selfie sticks that would like fall off cliffs because they're like trying to get this perfect picture for instagram Mm. which like isn't Mm. even our reality and yeah it's a spectatorship he knows (laughs) i think he's like dying he does the like bronchial cough he's like (laughs) yes and he's taking all those pills and then he says we don't deserve the impossible He's going out there to die. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And I think also it almost it's like I think no, yeah. I feel yeah because at some point you think he, oh he's above it all he's just gonna come get like a great yeah. shot yeah he's excited to be a part of this like real filmmaking mm-hmm. he made his like non electronic camera but then I do think like so you can't look at it but I think like the alien the spectacle you you have to and yeah so, so he is literally like too and then yeah. I feel like Angel even kind of like looks at it and that's when he like starts to get sucked up he was stuff. covered in like barbed wire or yeah, something himself. and that's what spit him out yeah yeah because he was doing it him like he was like trying to tie himself off yeah 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 so that he could it's use the crazy. leverage yeah because when they put the statue horse with the flags yeah, yeah. the alien is basically choking on it and they, yeah. he can't swallow it and that's why he still has the flags coming yeah. out of his mouth yeah, yeah. and when the you see the people getting eaten the flag is like still there mm-hmm. and then that's why he like throws up all the blood on the house yeah that was pretty creepy that and to yeah like to me that just looked amazing Amazing. Yes. Like the yeah. Of the, um, and then that goes into like Daniel Kaluuya. Like he's just sitting in a pickup truck, like watching 
the mm. house get like rained on with blood. And he just, he, he, I don't even think he says anything. He can just do so much with his like face. Yeah. The you, face acting is impeccable on that man. Yes. yes. It's like you can see what he's like thinking. Yeah. And like you can literally like, you're watching him like, I like go. Like, I'm good. No. <laughs> I'm not touching mm. that doorknob. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just gonna like sit here. Like, and you're just like, oh my God. The, yeah. Uh, I think he does a really good job. Because there were some people saying like, it's so weird. Daniel Kaluuya is doing such a weird like quiet like they're it's like they're not even using him effectively and people are like what are you talking about he's being quiet but he's giving such a good performance yeah, yeah you don't I mean it feels like it would be out of character to be louder yeah yeah so like because he's a horse guy and yeah and he's like he's out there on the land all by himself yeah yeah doesn't know how to interact well yeah, yeah. they're out in the middle of nowhere and his sister has the music on too loud and he's shouting at her to turn it down <laughs> yeah you know what I mean like yeah I love jute pseudo like nudie suit like yeah. rhinestone mm-hmm. cowboy alien landing on the back yeah. mm-hmm. all the cowboys in this like are none of them are white like yep. jupe is like he's like asian the haywoods are black mm-hmm. like yeah so i do like, like that he's like the cowboy thing has kind of been like done to death but it's mm-hmm. like it's like reinvented yeah but it doesn't feel like it's, um... Like, I told James I, last night, I was like, okay, I gotta go watch this movie. Sometimes James will watch with me, but he was watching Star Trek. <laughs> you both so, had a little sci-fi moment. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, I told him, because... But this movie's kind of longer. Mm-hmm. It's longer. And, um, I mean, it's just over two hours, I guess. Mm. But I'd started a little late. So, um, he was coming to bed, and I was like, um, I was like, I think it's almost done. So I'm, like, pausing it, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, like, don't worry about it. Just go ahead and keep watching, and then, um... I was like, I think you'd actually really like this movie. I said, yeah, it looks really good. It looks like it's interesting. Because for things that sometimes feel like Westerns have been done to death, this does not feel like this is like pandering to someone's mm-hmm. wanting to check off boxes for diversity. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it doesn't feel like that at all. Because no. sometimes when things are, things feel like they're pandering, like look at our perfect picture of the university or whatever. Yeah. And everybody that we have included in here, James is just, it like makes him bristle. He's like, what? Like, I'd rather, like, why are you trying to do this to us? You know, like, like cheapened or something. Yeah. It's like almost like at that point you might as well just casted the white people you wanted to cast mm-hmm. in the right because it's not really yeah it's not really real diversity but like the one man who like actually makes his living with horses at the country western day or whatever is mm-hmm. in street clothes you know like he's mm-hmm. in his work clothes like mm-hmm. his boots everybody else there is like wearing a costume yeah. yeah yeah anyway I thought it was really good I love TMZ guy well like, I hate TMZ guy but like that whole scene of yeah because it's so over the top yeah because he's literally just like it must be filmed i have to film it why aren't you filming this yeah. no let me die his yeah. where's your camera why don't you have a camera yeah. yeah. oj doesn't even have a smartphone he has like yeah. a flip phone yeah but yeah it's just so over the top and like he shows up and he won't listen to them and you yeah. never really yeah. see him yeah he's like not even like person i'm really he's an extension of his camera, camera. Yeah, he's like a tripod and he person. only has like the one eye open yeah. like a lens i feel like yeah mm. yeah his helmet made me think of daft punk like that's yeah. Yeah, sure, yeah. I love when they call antlers and they're like, what if I told you it was the offer of a lifetime? And like, hopefully not my lifetime. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and then he like lies to them. He's like, well, I have like food in the oven. Yeah, I've got a lemon tart and 10 friends. And, ten and he's just friends. sitting in his sunroom, like editing film footage of like animals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, then he can't resist and he comes out. And yeah. I really feel like he could say even just nonsense for me to be able to listen to him. Him. He's in uh-huh. that Rob, the Robin Hood movie. Yeah, we watched. yeah, yeah. Guy of Gisborne or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's an 
episode of King of the Hill where Hank and Peggy and Bobby go back to Peggy's family's farm in Montana. Mm. And Peggy's dad just says things like he'll like really slowly like bend down and like pick up some dirt and like smell it. The hills know these truths. Real slow, you know? (laughs) And Hank's just like smiling like, oh, this man. Like, listen up, Bobby. This man knows the truth. <laughs> and, like, I feel yeah. that way about this character. Like, yeah. you could just tell me anything, and I'd be like, oh, he's so wise. <laughs> yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah, and, like, they're like, oh, it's it's not the money you're used to. And he's like, oh, well, I, I do the one for them, the one, one for me. me. And, yeah. like, uh-huh. so what do we think about Gordy? Because I think a lot of Jordan Peele stuff, I mean, his first two movies are more horror. This one's more sci-fi western. Mm. But I think they still bill it as kind of like, it's like, oh, it's a yeah. And I feel like that's the most horrific, horrific Yeah, part. I had texted you guys that I was not prepared mm-hmm. for the creature on creature violence yeah. in this movie. I did that right after he's like holding on his, he's all bloody. He's holding on his hand to like fist bump and fist get bump. shot. And I was like kind of traumatized in the moment yeah. a little bit. Like I felt like I could not breathe for a little mm-hmm. bit. In theaters, that's one of those things where, yeah, everyone's just like, oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> I, need, I feel like I need to watch it again mm-hmm. because I was not able to effectively and I'm like trying to take notes and stuff like that I just don't feel like I was effectively piecing together everything that Mr. Peel was trying to mm-hmm. lay down mm-hmm. I feel the same way in terms of that it also feels like a film that you make after you've become maybe like disillusioned with Hollywood mm-hmm. like you still Definitely. yeah like you still love filmmaking right. and film but at this point you're disillusioned you're not making it to appease people you're yeah, yeah because you are saying like you're complicit in this speculation yeah film because um damien chazelle's babylon that came out this year la la land is very i love hollywood love yeah. the history look right. at tinsel town woo yeah. amazing babylon is very like disillusioned it will chew you up and spit you out yeah. ruin your life all the people that are like in the fallout of the machine of hollywood mm-hmm. so it's like the thing of like, oh, you were all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, now you're disillusioned as yeah. a filmmaker, but you also still love film so much. That's how this kind of... I definitely got that vibe. So I looked up like theories on spectatorship mm-hmm. just because I was okay. like, I wonder if anyone else... So I found this quote um, from someone named Debord, and they wrote Society of the Spectacle, and it says, the spectacle is an all-consuming blanket of unreality that attracts our gaze and replaces our reality. And that's like kind of how I felt about like him like showing off the Gordy situation being mm-hmm. like oh it was the first fist bump and like you can sleep in this room for $15,000 mm-hmm. and all this stuff the reality was that it was like a traumatic situation and he got monkey blood on him yeah and especially the monkey got when shot. you <laughs> see him hiding under the table yeah. the monkey like locks eyes with him they go to fist bump and then sh- and you're like so yeah not only was he there he was literally like there yeah like, yes yeah, covered in the blood yes and- yeah, saw so. saw his cast co-workers yeah. oh his yeah and then the, the, being bludgeoned mm-hmm. and, and he then like the little kept girl, the shoe and yeah it's so weird yeah and the little girl like she's still alive she was there yeah, yeah. and she was like wearing the veil mm-hmm. over her face but it's like you brought her to this to come see a horse get eaten by an alien and then now you've all been eaten by an alien and like that's what like yeah. leans into my theory about like this voyeurism is she was like a victim of it and came to watch something else with this like veil around mm-hmm. her face to protect her i don't know yeah she may have been maimed by the monkey <laughs> yeah i think she was yeah because when her face like when the veil comes up she's yeah yeah scarred mm. it's like her lips aren't even there yeah it's like her face is 
in a perpetual grimace grimace and scream. Yeah. Yeah. OJ has a line where he's like, is there a name for a bad miracle? And it's like, that's what it is. Like the shoe standing up. Oh, this is a miracle. There's an alien. But okay, it's going to try and kill us. Yeah. It's going to eat us. Yeah. So it's like, what is a bad miracle? Is it a spectacle? Yeah. Well, I also wonder, um, just in terms of like the Hollywood machine or whatever, mm-hmm. and just like thinking like you're you're well you're well loved and you're the mascot until you're not, and part of that may have nothing to do with anything that you yourself can control because. Yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Everyone like, likes you, and then one day you it's do just the you up, spit you yeah, out, yeah, yep, and the, they turn on you. Yeah. I mean, in this case, because Gordy like attacked everyone, but mm-hmm. he was literally just being a creature an in stress. Yeah, yeah. it's or like, like as sing- long as you sing and dance, that's fine. But the minute you turn, you get shot in the back of the head. Even if you're trying to reach out, you'll get shot in the head. Can't tame a predator, he says. Yeah. Any other last minute note thoughts? I really liked the movie. I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. Yeah, same. I at first was like, I'm not understanding this horse eating monster. And then I kind of like, okay, sit down and like think about it. And then I was like, oh, okay, wait a second. (laughs) I know you would have liked to have seen less of the alien. Yes. but, But aside from that, and yeah, you said it felt very, did you say like uterus? Yes. Yeah, uterine. So like, but yeah, what did we think of like flying saucer into I thought it was like beautiful pulsate yeah like the green yeah it looked like a man um it was both like fluid and geometric yeah because it was square yeah but But what is the what is the square I don't know if it was yeah I think it's like that esophageal square tunnel but like I thought that was some more circular sort of, I don't know this is, but this is like, like open uh, yeah. little, little gel things trying yeah, to yeah and I don't know if that's supposed to be like um either like a like a scare you off oh thing or if it's like a I thought it was like a suck you in or or yeah or like an attraction it seemed more like an, it's really yeah. brightly colored compared to the kind of fleshy mm. And I think also blue and green. Yeah. yeah. And it kind of does the whole thing of when we think of aliens, we think of like a disc saucer flying thing. But then it's like, maybe it's somehow new that like that. That's like like, we see it. Right. Or like, that's how we view them. Or like we could handle like a disc saucer more that we could handle like a man of war uterine floating mm. yeah i did think it was funny how fries had like the big yeah that's a real it was a fries that had just closed down and like so sad. it was like an alien themed one in new mexico so yeah. they let them just like use that's it. so crazy yeah. each fries has its own like ours is space ours like, was yeah. space yeah. themed mm-hmm. the one in austin i did not realize that a lot of, i think all the fries yeah was. the one in austin was like i did not realize that they were themed until we moved down here. Because the one in Austin was just, like, Texas okay. music oh. themed. Oh. Yeah. So um, it was, like, Willie and Waylon and everybody. Yeah, and then, like, the angel character. Mm. I thought it was funny, like, the fries was, like, closing, and he's, like, still there. And I'm like, that's not, like, realistic. Why would you just be still at your fries job sitting there? Like, I feel like the actor that played him was, like, the weak spot like i felt like he wasn't a great i really he, liked him <laughs> i think he gets better i don't know but like he grows on you but i was like mm. he reminded me of aziz and sorry weirdly okay. Oh. Okay. yeah he feels kind of like a 
Just your quirky local fries guy. Yeah, he seems yeah. like comic relief. Yeah. I liked him. But it's funny because I feel like Antlers is much a... funnier than like Angel. Oh. So if Angel's the comic relief, I feel like Antlers is the like like deadpan comic relief. That's or, fair. I don't know. I loved the coworker at Fries. He's like on the phone like freaking out and she's just there like, is he okay? <laughs> like that was me eating chips like and i love the like yeah like the grasshopper on the lens oh yeah yeah and like things keep obscuring the lens from catching it yeah now i am just thinking about your like found film yeah theory because you could even have the tmz guys camera fall yeah through his camera yeah it would have been different but i feel like it would have been a very powerful i like that idea all the way up until like the big reveal of them in the sky like seeing Mm. the pictures of it or even just seeing the like final picture from the well yeah that's what i mean like it's all the you can see the any other nope things nope no nope Whether you gravitate to tales of human-alien encounters, enjoy narratives where family takes the center stage, or like to savor the nostalgic, your library is bursting with great stories just waiting to be discovered. Helen Hall Library, we're out of this world. We're out of this world. We're out of this world. I give it four and a half stars. I think it's great. I think it's a good like throwback while being modern. Mm-hmm. It's a great love letter to film. I think it's a great commentary on the state of the world these days. I think it's a film that warrants multiple watches. I think it's something you could, I think, and after you've seen it like a few times and get a grasp on it, mm-hmm. I feel like it's something you could just like have on mm-hmm. and like be hanging out with like the, the Haywoods and for recommendations, I did movies that I feel that the film is referencing. Oh, okay. Um, so Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm-hmm. It is very, very similar. Yes. There's like an alien and more of like a desolate part of an area. Mm-hmm. There's people like on a journey. To, they're like drawn to it. When Angel is like wrapping himself in the barbed wire and he gets pulled up and like the fence gets pulled up, the fence makes like a like a bomb, bomb, bomb noise and that's like like the the noise the alien in like Mm -hmm. Close Encounters of the Third Kind makes and they like communicate through music Mm -hmm. with the alien and I feel like yeah they're very similar. Jaws because I do feel like the you see some of the shark you see all of the shark they're interacting with the shark Mm. the shark is eating people Mm. it's also like yeah like big summer blockbuster movie type Mm -hmm. thing Mm. you said you mentioned like it reminds you of Shane Mm -hmm. I put it reminds me a little bit of like the searcher OJ to me is very John Wayne in this um especially at the end and then raining blood large amounts of blood the shining (laughs) Kubrickian yeah four and a half stars I love it recommend it to everyone I think it's Jordan Peele's best film of his three that he's directed. Okay. So, and I, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big Jordan Peele fan. My recommendations, I did Bird Box, yep. very much like don't look at it oh, situation. Yes. The book is really good. Mm-hmm. I've not seen the movie, but the book is really good. I haven't read the book, but I've seen the movie. Mm-hmm. And the movie was, I like Sandra Bullock, so mm-hmm. it was good. I also did A Quiet Place, because I like the alien mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, okay. And then I did, just if you like Jordan Peele, Get Out. Yeah. What's your rating? I give it a three and a half or four. I can't decide. There were parts that I like love so much it's a four, but there were parts that I would change that make it a three and a half. So I'm somewhere in between there. I think if I watch it again, it'll be a four. I think there is so there are so many great things about this movie. It's beautifully shot. Mm-hmm. I have so much 
respect for the writing and the directing. Mm. I feel like it's just really strong. I feel like it's a really great family movie. Mm-hmm. It feels like a really good movie that you could, or like as an adult, you could watch it with your family. Mm-hmm. You could put it on yeah. at, you know, I don't know, you're having a family get together or whatever. Yeah. Like it would be like, it's, mm. I don't know. I feel, I don't want to say neutral because mm-hmm. it's not really neutral, but it feels like. But um, there's not sex scenes. Yeah. Right. Or like, yes, it rains blood on a house, but it's not like gory. Yeah. Right. Like right. Recommendations. It reminded me a lot of like early M. Night Shyamalan movies. Mm-hmm. I love M. Night. Same. Yeah. And then I also put Close Encounters. Another thing, it felt a lot like Tremors to me. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Um, Tremors is, like, schlocky, you know, and, like, bad effects or whatever, but just... um, Well, also, yeah, because they're immediately, like, let's sell the Graboid. Yes. Like, they immediately start trying to, like, monetize it to each other. Yes. Kind of not really understand, like, trying to figure out how a threat works that you've not seen before. Yes. This kind of community in the middle of... Of a desolate mm-hmm. place, you know. It made me think of the original Alien and also the yeah. thing. I, I love, love the thing. So yeah, not. like the Alien is contained in kind of a claustrophobic way. This one is like more spectral yeah. way. Yeah, I would give it. I would give it a four. I think it's a really mm-hmm. strong, strong movie. Mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah from 2021, directed by Shaka King, also starring Daniel Kaluuya, Lakeith Stanfield, Jesse Plemons, Dominique Fishback, Ashton Sanders, and a very terrifying looking Martin Sheen. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Like so jump scared. <laughs> it definitely, it's like, oh, this filmmakers have a very low view of J. Edgar Hoover. J. Edgar Hoover was not an attractive man. Oh, I know, but like, but you could have brought Leo back for him at this point. I actually made a note that I thought Jesse Plemons would make a really great J. Edgar Hoover. Oh, okay. The doughiness that he exhibited mm-hmm. in this movie, I got really strong J. Edgar mm-hmm. Hoover vibes. Fred Hampton, the chairman of the Illinois chapter of the Black Panther Party, is betrayed by an FBI informant. The informant, William O'Neill, is often conflicted with his feelings about the Black Panther Party. He finds himself being swept up in the party's politics and his admiration for Fred Hampton mm. while also being enticed by the good life that the FBI is dangling in front of him. Mm. And then O'Neill's double crossing leads to the young party leader's murder. Not just dangling, but also threatening against because yes, they repeatedly yeah. threaten him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The FBI. But, you know, they, they go to the really nice dinners and he's like, ooh, and yeah, smoking yeah. cigars. But anytime he expresses doubt, they're like, well, you know, yeah. I mean, you could always go to jail for impersonating yeah. an FBI officer. Or we could let them kill you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Start yeah. That. Makes me so mad. Yeah. Like, you can, like, help your community, have breakfast for kids, Mm -hmm. try and start your own hospital, ambulance service, and they, like, consider you a terrorist. Mm -hmm. You must be eliminated at all costs. I felt like he was giving his, like, very Marxist speeches at the front. Mm. And I'm like, wow, this is just like, they're, like, using communism as, like, a ploy to just, like, be racist. And they're like, we're fighting mm. communism, but actually, like, just trying to, like, disparage the black community and mm-hmm. keep from a black, like, uprising. And then I'm like, or is this, like, fighting 
racism using the like guise of communism like and then i'm like well could two things be true at once like you don't Mm. like both (laughs) well i mean it's interesting okay so last year at this time we were talking about black klansmen fbi had a lot of informants and one of their big tax was trying to take down the kkk as well Mm. because they also identified them as a terrorist organization yeah Yeah. jesse plumman's character keeps comparing the black panther party i made a note that is offensive for a variety Mm -hmm. of reasons Mm -hmm. i don't recall any history in which KKK members were trying to provide free breakfast breakfast for children. I don't recall... They weren't trying to better their... I guess they felt they were trying to better their community. I don't recall any of them Mm -hmm. doing any sort of direct Mm -hmm. on-the-grounds action to do any sort of community build-up and support. Getting people registered to vote, getting people involved in the process, Mm -hmm. getting people access to better health care, better job Mm -hmm. training opportunities i don't recall any women being involved in any sort of leadership Mm -hmm. positions in the ku klux klan no thank you no thank you very much yeah and i know it can be touchy with the black panther party because they are armed with like military grade weapons they are militant i mean yeah you can't deny they did do good things they tried to do good things they wanted to do good things and i feel like any action ever came as like a result of provocation yeah. to their group. I don't disagree. There is something intentionally provocative about showing up at the governor's mansion on a day mm. that there are a bunch of Boy Scouts with a bunch of people with mm. assault rifles on their backs. I would feel threatened no I matter mean, who those people are. Mm. It's like when people protest with their like AK-47s and I stuff. I feel very uncomfortable about that too. It's ex- Yeah, it's extremely mm. uncomfortable, but those people don't get shot. They're like told, well, it's their ride. They can carry, mm. you know. And it yeah. weren't a lot of the Black Panthers, they would like open carry. Oh, yeah. They would be like, the law says we can open carry. Yeah. So. A lot of the reason why, a lot of the reason why California has such stringent gun mm-hmm. laws now is because of the yeah. Black Panther Party. Right. It was racist laws to try yeah. to get yeah. them disarmed. Because I think it was also like, I don't know, it's was a very it, complicated thing. Who was like the leader of the Black Panthers in California? Stokely Carmichael, Carmichael. And there was like a law that was like, the gun couldn't ha- have like a round in the chamber. Yeah, so they would, they would like have their gun and they would have oh, their ammo. Yeah. So they would like sit in front of cops and they would like load, load their them gun, yeah. and it was like this is on I'm the books. Yeah. yeah, so I think it's like almost, yeah, it's like if you if they had had support, probably the militancy could have been reduced and the community outreach could have been increased. Yeah. I feel so much of it was like a reaction to how people like took MLK and mm. stuff and oh, they yeah. were like, you're not gonna listen to us being and nice Malcolm and X. peaceful. Mm. Yeah. Our only option is to be militant. A history leading up to them because it wasn't just I mean, the history of the civil rights movement is much more focused on the nonviolence of Dr. Martin Luther King. Palatable. But yeah. there's a whole history of black separatism. The Pan-African movement. Yes. You know, like prior to that kind of influenced Black Panthers. And I mean... Like, if you're not going to defend our communities, we will. Like, mm-hmm. if you're going to... Like, for to police and to mm-hmm. politicians. Yeah. Like, if you're not going to educate us, if you're not going to help get us access to mm-hmm. clean food, yeah. or, you know, good food, clean water, Um, If you're not going to protect our communities, then we are going to arm ourselves and provide those services. And I think they even say, like, every every ghetto should be considered occupied territory. Territory, Motto, their creed, it was like, 
all the power to all the people. Yes. And they do try and form the Rainbow Coalition. They do... Yeah. Mm. They basically, you know, they're prioritizing themselves, but they do want to get yes. all marginalized groups mm-hmm. involved. And it's complicated because so the modern Black yeah. Panther Party is not the same as what it was then. And even though I have opinions, like, about things, I don't necessarily feel qualified to, like, speak on some of the issues mm-hmm. because I've never been personally affected by it. And then also right. I didn't live through certain periods of oh. History, oh, yeah. So it's hard for me to be like so definitive about well they were right, well they were wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah. I tend to it's agree hard. with what they did. Yeah, it's yeah. hard. I have especially just because I am like so averse to violence, mm-hmm. I just I have a huge I understand it, but it just mm-hmm. makes me super uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you know, living through this right, oppression. Yeah. No. Yeah. I mean Or yeah, I would like think like, oh be so supportive, but it's like I yeah. wasn't there. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. So Yeah, it reminds me of like in Malcolm X. I think like a white girl goes up to Malcolm X and is like, Is there any way like I can help? We can help or I get some white students and he's just like, No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, okay. So like William O'Neill and Fred Hampton, they're both they're twenty, twenty one. They are kids. They're kids. He was Fred, nineteen when he got around. Yeah, like they are basically kids. Well, Fred Hampton's like a kid who has to like step up, lead other kids, lead Mm -hmm. other people his age. And then William O'Neill's just like a kid who's stealing cars. Mm -hmm. He's a kid who's going to lead to another kid getting killed. And who understands those ramifications when you're Mm -hmm. that age. Yeah. Yeah, you're just afraid about going to jail. Mm -hmm. On a filmmaking level, I think this film's beautiful. Mm -hmm. I think it... It's really good. It feels very period accurate. I think it's shot on film. It looks like it's shot on film. It doesn't look... It, yet to, I don't know. I think it's a very beautifully made film. Usually I hate in movies when there's like a powerful man or more of a boys club. The girlfriend shows up and mm. then you start having the like love story girlfriend mm-hmm. plot. But I really liked it in this. I think Dominique Fishback, she's really great. It mm-hmm. shows how she, you know, she works in the office, right. how she supports him. Mm-hmm. how she and it has the conversation when she's pregnant where mm-hmm. it's like I now have like another human side of me I can't be out there willing to die right yeah. even though I'm making choices for more than just me yes I like that you get to go be a man and like yeah go, and so I, I liked know, that I like little that. like peek into her journal where it was like am mm-hmm. I a bad mother effort or just a bad mother mm-hmm. yeah. and like I feel like you could totally see that conflict of like she has a passion for this and like mm-hmm. you can see like mm-hmm how much it hurts her to not be able to be involved in this movement Mm -hmm. to have to protect a life another life yeah or she's like or am i like crazy for trying to bring a child into yeah. a war zone yeah. or yeah and so yeah i don't know i like their the glimpses into their relationship yeah and like you still get to see what's going on at like black panther headquarters yeah. through her eyes while mm-hmm. he's in jail I, usually like yeah her, her going up to him at the college i'm like oh god here we go like the woman showing up to, <laughs> to start nagging and stuff but like yeah that never happens and i don't know i feel like it really showed like the for her the sacrifice that like some women have to make to like support a great man or like icon if mm. that makes sense well, like i mean the heathen teaches in their classes like these are your revolutionary your sisters, sisters. Yeah. you treat them with respect you don't like sit there and just try and like hit on them all the time mm. um but then it, at the end of the day it often it's like they do end up doing the secretarial work or the cooking or the things they still gave them those the articulation yeah articulation work that helps make it run yeah so i don't know it's such a tragic film yeah and it's yeah seeing their relationship you feel like warm and then that makes it sadder when you think that it's two kids that makes it more sad yeah you see how like the fbi felt about them it's sad like it just 
It's very sad. Yeah, all of it, yeah. Just so much loss, Mm -hmm. so much potential. Yeah. The part that really, like, kind of made me, like, cringe a little bit was when the FBI agent is talking to J. Edgar Hoover and he's like, what happens when your daughter brings home a black person? And, Mm -hmm. like, that's what changed his mind about everything. And that really kind of, I was like, gotta have the white guy getting redemption. Yeah, I just thought it was kind of... Or, like, when there's an informant or there's, like, a one of the Black Panther chapter leaders is that Illinois one. Yeah, we can go get a raid, my informant. And he's like, yeah, yeah, that guy's an informant too. And he's like, he's like but he killed what? people. Yeah, yeah. But he killed people. And then it always leads the question of like, if everyone in the movement's an informant, who's actually in, in the, the movement? movement? Like, yeah. how many of you are not informants is the question. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, because I actually had forgotten about that. So I was like, oh my God, yeah, that guy is an informant. Yeah. And like, yeah, and then I guess maybe Jesse Plemons thinks he's the only one running an informant. Yeah. And then he finds it. I don't know. There's something about it, because I really like this movie, mm-hmm. and I've watched it, I've seen it before. I feel like, was there like a dual release in theaters? Yes, and, yeah. I saw it in theaters. I went and saw it like on the like Cinemark XD, but I know it came out on like HBO Max, HBO Max the same, the same day. Time. Yeah, okay. And I, there wasn't many people in the theater, but I it looked so good on the big screen. And I feel like I should have done that, maybe. Because there's something that, there's something that, like, keeps it in my mind from being as well developed as I, like, want it to mm-hmm. be or something. Like, I'll be like, well, I don't know, maybe, maybe some of the filmmaking, but then I'm like, but no, because there are moments, like, the scene where he, like, the very beginning where he's, he's walking in his trench coat and his hat mm-hmm. down the sidewalk mm-hmm. like that's mm-hmm. beautiful that mm-hmm. sequence is beautiful yeah. or then I'll be like well, it's I almost don't know, like a maybe. stage you can tell it's like on a back lot but yeah. like it works I don't know or like then I'll be like well you know like I don't know like maybe they maybe they could have done better with characterization mm-hmm. but then I'm like no because I actually do feel like they did really well mm-hmm. at showing the costs for everyone involved yeah. in this situation like, and that it was a very mm-hmm. like William he's an O'Neal. informant but, but he was so conflicted yeah he's so yeah. conflicted and they're kids and like you know like so then I'm like well maybe that's not it there's something about I don't yeah. know maybe I'm I think it might be like the director it's like their first okay maybe film they've directed which is crazy because it's such a massive film yeah and then the writers I think it might be the it's two brothers who are like a kind of more of like a comp they're two twins who are like a, they're in like 22 Drum Street they're okay. like two stoner guys in the movie <laughs> and they're mostly known for like I feel like comedy mm. and it's so I feel like it's kind of a maybe it's like everyone's such a labor of love it's like oh I can't cut this or I can't yeah like, maybe I just love it too much to mm-hmm. like I think about some of the other issues that are maybe like like maybe they could they took an they took an opportunity to talk about some of the gender issues that are mm-hmm. involved in the movement and like and then I'm like there are all these things and I'm just like no those things are there I think Lakeith Stanfield is so good mm-hmm. because he literally almost feels like and he's like this in almost all of his movies but I almost feel like he's always just like vibrating or like mm-hmm. he has like a simmering like yeah rage or nervousness or yeah. he almost seems like he's about to just like cry at any time <laughs> yeah. it's just like and then Daniel Kaluuya oh, is yeah. so good yeah. and then also especially like everybody looks so cool in this movie yes. all the time. This thing too is like whenever I watch anything with the Black Panthers, I'm just like, God, you're all just so cool. cool. Like, yeah, like <laughs> they nailed the fashion. Yeah, yeah. Like the, the, ber- the, like beret. the beret, the leather jackets. Yes. Oh my so gosh, like, the, it's like militancy chic. Yeah. <laughs> 
army corps. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, nope, Daniel Kaluuya is so quiet, mm. withdrawn. Yeah. He's so loud. He's the leader of a movement. He mm -hmm. gives these incredible speeches. Yeah. You're watching Riled Up. It's almost musical mm -hmm. performance. It's yeah, almost like slam yeah. poetry. Like yeah. it's, I yeah. like them. I like when they're trying to impersonate the cadence of speeches. He, the two of them together, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, you guys are such nerds and I love it. Yes, so when they're cute. doing the like Desmond yeah, mm -hmm. and, and then she's like, I never thought you'd be shy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's really cute. And I don't know. Yeah, I think the performances are good. Yeah. I think, I think the film's great. I think it does the story justice. I think yeah. there could be probably much poorer versions of this oh, that could have sure. happened. And I do think it's a story that needs to be told more. Mm -hmm. Um yeah, we need like a Stokely Carmichael movie. We need yeah. a Bobby Seale movie. Yeah. Gets me all riled up. Yeah. I don't know if you're talking about like this thing you just feel is lacking in the movie. I'm just like disappointed and angry and like it's such a good movie, but the story makes me so like upset. Mm. So I don't know if I it's feel like... like you can't really like enjoy it. Like, yeah, you're... it's like a great movie. It's a masterpiece, but then I'm like, God, it sucks. And we just like, mm. uh, it just makes me upset. Maybe it's a contextual thing. Maybe I... Maybe just having J. Edgar Hoover be the one that gives you context. Like, if you didn't know anything about this, do you have enough contextual clues to know about the history? Mm, like why the party was formed. Or... Yeah, or like what, like why it is, why would there still be people who are committed when he goes to jail? Like why are there, there's like mm. not enough, I don't know, like maybe mm. that's what it is. Maybe there's something that like, like you can see the star power, but there's nothing to like anchor you to, you know, like the effectiveness of him as a speaker. There's nothing to like anchor you or even really explain the affiliation and not affiliation between the different networks of people who are in the Black Panther Party. Mm. Like there's not... Because the they, only anchor the point is J. Edgar Hoover and yeah. the FBI. Yeah. Like, they're the ones who are anchoring the story mm -hmm. in a way because they're the only ones who are giving the historical context. I guess the eyes on the prize footage, I feel like I am unfairly judging it against how I feel like Spike Lee would have done it mm -hmm. or, like, a Malcolm... Like, a, unfairly judging it against, like, Malcolm X or something. Well, and, and I was thinking about Malcolm X because Malcolm X is a biography of Malcolm X. You right. see his whole life. Right. But this is... It's a moment in time of these two men. Yes, and it's it's a Judas, like yes. William mm -hmm. O'Neill's point of view. Yeah. So he, until you meet William O'Neill and he joins them, you don't really, that's where you pick up kind of the Fred Hampton. So yeah. You're not gonna, but you do hear like Fred Hampton tells, I don't remember Dominique Fishback's character's name. He tells her how his mom babysat like Emmett Till. Emmett Till. Yeah. And so you do learn like little snippets about his childhood or things like that. I don't but... even know if it's about learning about his childhood. But like I guess it's, it's not a Fred Hampton biography. It, it's not a biography of the there's whole no movement. there's no in recruiting him mm -hmm. in making him a Judas. Mm -hmm. The FBI guy asks if he's pissed about MLK mm -hmm. being assassinated. He said he never how, really thought about it. How is him answering that question? There's nothing... Maybe that maybe that's just what I need, and that's not mm. what other people who view it need. Do we have any other last Judas and the Black Messiah thoughts? Bill O'Neill committed suicide. Mm. Yes, he did. Sad. That's sad. Eyes on the prize thing. Yeah. yeah. It's really sad. Yeah. Thanks for helping us kill a guy. Here's a gas station and like 300 bucks. Yeah, it was weird he gave him a gas station, right? I, I mean, I guess it's like a good business. Like I guess so. People always need gas. Wasn't it like witness 
relocation. Yeah, you had to do witness mm-hmm. protection. Okay. I mean, wasn't that part of the thing, like mob informants to be relocated with a job and a I don't know. Yeah. I can't help but feel like it's a terrible loss for him mm-hmm. too. I mean, I know he lived and I know mm-hmm. he started a family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know that at what cost more like, at what yeah, and I don't also like the murder at the, like when they go into the apartment. Yeah. There's like a pregnant woman in there. Yeah. There's just other there's mm-hmm. women sleeping. There's I mean they just start shooting. Yeah. That's insane to me. Like that that's what if like you, yeah. cool. What if you had hit her yeah. and killed the baby? Well, you know, those are, they're he terrorists. pointed the gun right at the baby. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, they don't care, but it's just like... Those, those are terrorists. And they thought they would get away with it. I mean, effectively, they... Well, I mean, we know. And right. there there is, a, there is a moral and ethical judgment. Not much longer later, people found out about the programs that they were involved in. I mean, after J. Edgar Hoover was gone, there was a reckoning with the FBI and their practices, but individually. There was not a Jack Nicholson taken down. It was a sad movie, at least me feeling angry. No need to sneak in and be covert about coming back to the library. We're now overdue fine free. That book you returned a few days late? No worries, it's off the record. You can get the information without infiltration. What we have is free and we're in the racket of getting it to you. We're your agent provocateurs of cultural consumption and we're here to add fuel to your imagination. We are your library. I give Judas and the Black Messiah, I give it five stars. I think like, yeah, it does have some parts, but like this is my third time watching it. Every time I watch it, you know, I think it does its job. Mm. I think it wants to get you riled up. It wants to make you know about Fred Hampton. It wants to make yeah. you upset for Fred Hampton. And I think it does And the that community job. that yeah. he yeah. impacted mm-hmm. and would have continued mm-hmm. to impact in a positive way. So I think it does the job of what it wants to do. Mm. I think it's well made. I think there should be more films about about like the Black Panthers in the yeah. 60s. I think we've heard enough from all the, the white hippies of the uh-huh. era. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm a really big fan. I think it's great. The easiest movie to recommend is Malcolm X. We have on DVD in our documentary section, the Murder of Fred Hampton documentary. Mm-hmm. It has footage, it's like black and white, mm-hmm. very like grainy footage. They like go into the apartment because mm-hmm. they cut the apartment open for like days or weeks afterwards. Yeah, the plan- Black Panther Party were doing tours and stuff mm-hmm. for people. Like so you could, could see what look, the police. Yeah, look what look what was done. Yeah, wow. this was an yeah. assassination mm-hmm. on American soil. Look at this. Yeah, and it goes through the like trial. It goes through the like mm-hmm. report of like one bullet was fired out of the apartment. Yes, hundreds were fired into it, and here's how they just like went through the door, went through the like mm-hmm. it goes through. I had all no that. idea they did mm-hmm. that. One night in Miami. It's about Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, directed by Regina King. Oh, nice. So it's like her directorial, it's in the Criterion Collection. Yeah. I think I might try and maybe like next year for Black History Jim Brown, Sam Cooke, Malcolm X, Mm -hmm. Cassius Clay. Malcolm Mm -hmm. X, yeah. Yeah, it's be cool. All hanging out in a hotel room in Miami, Mm -hmm. talking, talking politics, culture, their philosophy. Jim Brown's a really interesting guy. Mm -hmm. Great performances all around. Good, unique film. When is somebody going to do a biopic of him? We have biopics of Muhammad Ali. Mm. We've got... Mm-hmm. Of who? Jim Brown. Oh. I mean, this is... Um, it's like a bunch of people. It's an ensemble. And then I would recommend Black Mass. It's about Whitey Bulger. Mm. So it's like Irish mob informant. Also mm-hmm. has Jesse Plemons in it. Johnny Depp is Whitey Bulger. Joel Edgerton grew up with Whitey Bulger. He goes and joins the FBI. Whitey Bulger is a mafia guy. Joel Edgerton gets Whitey Bulger to start mm. informing on like other gangs to the FBI and then like mm. 
those FBI agents kind of become corrupted and start like partying with the mob and stuff. Ooh. Very good. I think the way it's filmed, like the cinematography feels like it's in the same world as Judas and the Black Messiah. Mm. So it's a, it's a different type of informant. It's not as socially conscious, but mm-hmm. I feel like they go together. I feel like they're in the kind of the same world. I love a good FBI informant movie. Mm-hmm. Got some good accents, some good outfits. Mm-hmm. And then I would recommend Daniel Kaluuya's Mark Maron interview. It's so interesting because like Daniel Kaluuya usually does not play British people often. Yeah. So it's interesting to hear him be Talk himself. Yeah. Um, and then there was some kind of people were like, should a British guy be playing Fred Hampton? Should a African American be playing him? Like, should someone who has more of like an American racist experience we playing mm-hmm. than like a British man a black who, British man who experiences different yes. forms of historical racism right so he kind of talks about that he talks about growing up um, he was in like um, like government housing yeah his father is like from Africa he's like older siblings who are in Africa mm-hmm. he visits Africa and I think he kind of just talks about like you know he did grow up differently than an American black man would grow up. Right. And so it's a very good interview. He's very thoughtful. And What do you guys think? Are you, it, would it be better to find someone who mm-hmm. could? I kind of err on the side of who would give the best performance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I think Daniel Kaluuya did amazing. I, I yes. feel like the family was involved with the film. Yeah. So I feel like if they were fine with it. But I mean, yeah, I think he did great. He did fine. I think he still probably can have some shared experiences. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So, but I mean, I get what people were saying that right. he's an American leader. You know, you probably should have an American play him. But I think people like to find things to be angry about. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> but it is an interesting thing they discuss. So yeah, yeah. I love a good Mark Maron interview. Yeah, so. for sure. My recommendations were Malcolm X again, uh, Black Klansman. Mm-hmm. I ended up watching that after watching mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah, and I really liked mm-hmm. it. And then also Marshall. It came out a couple mm-hmm. of years ago, mm-hmm. and it was a really good movie. What rating would you give? I'm sorry. Did oh, I'm sorry. I give it a four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was a great movie. I give it a four, too. I don't know what it is that makes me feel off about it. I think literally because it is not Malcolm X. Mm-hmm. I wanted... Like a sweeping American saga. Yeah. Maybe I prefer the questions that Spike Lee, or maybe I'm just more used mm-hmm. to the questions that he tries to provoke in mm-hmm. his filmmaking. I don't know. Yeah, I will say this is probably more This feels more like to hurricane. People. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Spike Lee is trying to like provoke you and make you mad. Yeah. And... So maybe that's not the fault of the movie because it mm-hmm. checks off so many of the boxes. It has great performances. It looks great. I love the music. I love the sound design. I love the time and attention that it gives to both of these men. Mm-hmm. And it does show like after the headquarters gets blown up, mm-hmm. William O'Neill spearheads the rebuilding. Right. So mm-hmm. you can tell the conflict. Definitely. Like, I don't want to go to jail. I'm going to keep informing. My life's on the line, but I Mm. do also, I probably... Believe in this movement. Mm -hmm. And how could you... So, a couple of recommendations. I guess you could do, like, a informant, like, tension feeling. You could go back to classic Donnie Brasco. Mm. We watched The Departed, which I feel like handles that kind of, like, personal conflict. Mm -hmm. Identifying with the group that you're informing on. The other thing that I was thinking about is like the eyes on the prize documentary series is amazing 
see. Yeah. So just, you know, like that is a really great recommendation. So for folks who, I mean, it's it's very long because it's multiple. I can't even remember how many episodes. Several parts, yeah. Several parts. But it is really good. I did like how they did the remake of it. Mm-hmm. They showed like him doing the interview, the actor, and then also the interview that actually mm-hmm. happened. Mm-hmm. I really liked so when they do that. Is it like a Black History documentary? Just yes, it's about, rights. yeah, it's oh, about okay. the civil rights movement. Okay. Specifically. And it was it like a PBS? Yes. Okay. It was I want I want to say it was a PBS, but I think you can watch it on HBO. HBO has it, yeah. And um and HBO Max has the murder of Fred Hampton. And I don't know, like I feel like they did it and then they brought it back for like a second, but it's like a multi-part um yeah, documentary series and it's both like a history it's it's in a way it's almost like it's almost like one of those multi-part series that Ken Burns would okay. do mm-hmm. because it's both like heads. a it's both like a overarching history mm-hmm. but then he like focuses they focus in on like these kind of granular mm-hmm. stories yeah. throughout and it I feel like it does a pretty good job of trying to because the civil rights movement we a lot of times end up talking about not unjustly but you know Dr. King and Joe yeah. Lewis mm-hmm. and kind of these touchstone people throughout the way but this does a really good job of kind of filling mm-hmm. in a lot of stories of women and kids mm-hmm. who were involved so I would recommend that also HBO Max has Agnes Varda's Black Panthers little documentary she did I think it's like under an hour I think they're like occupying some sort of park to protest like I think for freeing Bobby Seale it has um, Angela Davis in it a lot Mm -hmm. so I feel like it has a little bit of more women in it Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like Agnes Varda is like a French woman so Mm -hmm. it's like an outsider's perspective on the the black power movement so yeah i feel like if you look up Judas and the black messiah on hbo max there's some good recommendations under it the other thing that i was thinking about a lot with this is just the black panthers but any sort of organization that was defined as terroristic and under investigation by the fbi so there's a good documentary about the weather underground um yeah and like um trial of the chicago seven that i always recommend mm -hmm. has bobby seal in it right has not fred hampton Black Panther leader comes to like the trial, mm. and it's not Stokely Carmichael. Huey P. Newton. Huey P. Newton. I think so. Maybe him. Is I there's love like that a picture of him show. that they hang up. Yeah, and Spike Lee directed like, yes. one man's show. Yeah, which is show. pretty good. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I love that picture. Like the chair, yeah, yeah with yeah. the rifles, and it's so iconic. And I think yeah. so too. Every like revolutionary has like that, and, like that Che Guevara yeah. in their room. <laughs> I love it. That's it for this episode of Watch Out. Follow Helen Hall Library on all the things: Facebook, Twitter. Instagram and TikTok. Check out Emery's blog for more movie reviews, personalized recommendations, updates on our in-person movie events, and past and current episodes of this podcast. Yay! Yay! Tear and share. Chip and dip. Chip and Pull apart. It's so just your air. Like, I know, but like for some reason about like biting into this like bubble thing. How interesting. It's an absence. Mine's mainly like texture. Mm. stuff like mashed potatoes. I don't want the skin in the mashed potatoes. Okay. That really kind of bothers me. I love chicken salad or tuna salad, but the thought of it also disgusts me. So I can't like think about it too much if I'm going to eat it or it has to be with like something crunchy. Otherwise the mush factors too much. We'll just make every episode about conspiracy. Mm. And there's like a rogue non-consensual celery piece or like raisin Mm. happening. Mm. What are you? Or like, what is in my mouth? Like you get pickles at Subway, but there's like a lone like 
jalapeno oh. or like banana pepper yeah like or the what? butt of the pickle Ooh. oh god i love like when like a kid gets punched in the face and no. kids get a jerk <laughs> a commercial came on for red robin they were advertising a cheesecake milkshake but it was just like a huge piece of cheesecake in their hand and they're just like smashing this huge piece of cheesecake that barely fits into the metal canister that like the old-fashioned milkshake. Uh -huh. So they're like squeezing this big piece of cheesecake into this and I just, without any, like I could not control it. I was just like, oh my God. <laughs> like, and everybody turns around and look at me like, what is your problem? <laughs> I like cheesecake, but I don't like it. Like I think Sonic has like a cheesecake. No, oh, I'm like, Ugh. or I go get Froyo and they have cheesecake pieces. I'm like, no. Why? It's like so soft. It's like putting it's like putting soft tofu in ice cream or something like that. Yeah, what like are you a, doing? just like a cream cheese block. Like, <laughs> effective at midnight, all fries will just be closing down out of yeah. nowhere. My mom was like, good, they finally collapsed. He's on his way to potty training. <laughs> if you just leave the door open, he will put his chair on there and go now. A cascade of like poop <laughs> just coming out of my son onto the carpet. Oh my god. And then when he found it, he was like, you saw this happen? I was like, what would you want me to do? Like, did you want me to pick him up while he's like, while this was happening? No, I'm sorry. My first impulse was not to like go and like try to pick him up and walk into the bathroom. Like it was just, I was like, you don't understand. It's like cascades of poop. I love free birth control. Yeah. Give it to me. Yeah.